Keep your eyes peeled. He's been spotted walking around in a black shirt, camouflaged slightly with broken twigs, moss, and deer shit. Now and again he shouts out at the top of his voice, Sod the lot of you non-believers, Father Christmas exists, and furthermore I can prove it. He wears earrings in the shape of a Ouija board and always demands that his favorite drink, analade, a delicate mix of lemonade and pigeon diarrhea, be served on a coaster made from a tarot card. Keep your eyes peeled, friends, he may just be the Antichrist. He is allergic to white shirts, and every time he sees a peacock's carrier bag, his eyes bleed. He lives in a small bungalow on the side of a mountain somewhere, and he's named his house Grapeland. Save yourselves, people. Save yourselves. Hello everyone and welcome back to Stop Reading That. Today's fanzine review is of a, uh, well, it's called Mentally Penetrated by an Acid Enema. Now, I had a vision for years, or man, vision's a little too, a little too high-minded. I guess more like a concept. I wanted to start a blog that was a cross between 70s era cream um the weekly world news a sort of pg-13 rated skin magazine and with that uh add to that a sort of surrealist um, H.P. Lovecraft style topspin wherein the reader was never sure if he was in on the joke or if he was the butt of the joke or if there was no joke at all and the person producing it was just completely insane. That's what I was hoping that I would get with Mentally Penetrated by an Acid Enema. Now, for a little bit of background on today's fanzine. Mentally Penetrated, I'm not going to keep saying the whole title, it's just too many words. Mentally Penetrated came out of Wales between the years 1991 and 1994. In 1994, it closed down and came back later that year as another fanzine called Channel Zero which I think is really unfortunate because you go from having this awesome title to having a title that was ripped off from a Public Enemy song. And I like Public Enemy as much as the next guy, but you're just messing up your brand by doing that. Especially once everybody had the internet and people would be searching for your zine and they would find a Public Enemy song instead. It's just lousy marketing. But Mentally Penetrated was put out by two guys named Leighton Phillips and Gareth Tidy. And I only have issue number six, unfortunately. I'd really like to see more of what they did. But... 
you kind of know what you're getting into by the front cover because there's a drawing of Elvis by way of Satan wearing an inverted pentagram belt buckle. And then from there, it goes right into Leighton Phillips's um, little editorial, which is what I read to you before the show. And Gareth Tidy comes in right after that and adds something that's a little bit... I guess it gives a little bit more of an idea of what this whole thing is about. It says, junk culture, trash culture, youth culture, out of focus, out of sync, and out of time. The Beatles began the destruction of America's youth, didn't you know? Love and hate Ashbury. Violence is as American as apple pie. If pop culture is religion, then Bloodonna is surely a god. Elvis, too, overdosing on red meat. Jerry Lee Lewis and Johnny Thunders fucking casting couch angels for their slice of religious idolatry. I hate sex, yet I need another unhappy face on the pillow beside me to greet me as I wake. Morning glory, not politically correct, politically direct. And I won't bother reading the rest of it. It just... It kind of devolves from there. But I think that starts to give an idea of what this fanzine is all about. It's sort of what they would call trash culture. Which, I take it, is kind of the refuse of popular culture. Now, Mentally Penetrated is not specifically a movie magazine, but the majority of the content is dedicated to movies. The difference between this and many of the other fanzines that I have gone over is that it doesn't really focus on a particular genre. To give you an idea, there is an article in here on Bruce Lee, there is an article on the Omen movies, there is an article, actually it's a series of reviews on 70s black exploitation film. And there is an, a dedication to Fred Gwynn, who played Herman Munster. And while these don't really seem to have anything in common, I think that they, they share something on, dare I say, a spiritual level. I don't quite know how to explain it, but having Bruce Lee and Fred Gwynn and exploitation movies under the same umbrella, it just makes sense. I guess in that, if you're into one, you can probably at least appreciate that people would be into one of the others if you're not into it yourself. I guess it's sort of like how when I was in high school, I liked industrial music, but I totally understood why some people were into punk. So this is sort of what you're walking into when you get mentally penetrated by an acid enema. Just to give you an idea of the content in Mentally Penetrated, I'm going to read you the review of the 1976 black exploitation movie Black Shampoo. It goes, The movie begins with a sexy blonde almost reaching orgasm whilst having her hair washed. I knew this film would be a winner. I'd been holding out until the right moment to view it. The fact that Graydon Clark, you know, 
The guy who brought us skinheads, featured in issue 4, was responsible for this piece of sleaze only added to my obvious arousal. Jonathan Knight, played ultra coolly by John Daniels, is a bad black and beautiful woman's hairdresser. His salon, Mr. Jonathan's, is one of the most popular on Hollywood's Sunset Strip. This isn't just because our heroic black stud gives his customers more than just a cut and blow dry, if you know what I mean. Following the opening 20 minutes that border on soft porn, we are confronted with the major plot. Knight's new desk clerk, Brenda, is being threatened into going back to work for her previous employer. That's it. Plot over. This causes no problem for the trash-happy viewer as we can now concentrate on 90% sleaze and tack without any complicated plot twists. Mr. Jonathan somehow manages not to get shagged to death by his wanton customers and attempts to get Brenda back because guess what? He's fallen fro over heels in love with her. Look out, here comes the obligatory love scene. This brings the film to a temporary and disappointing standstill following the excellently trashing open, opening half, but maybe that's just my opinion. After all, I'm a sucker for outrageously camp hairdressers teasing up the biggest afros in the world. Don't turn off yet, though. The climax is a roller coaster ride through bad dialogue, neat clothes, and very cheap gore. One of the camp stylists is tortured by having hot curling tongs rammed up his arse. Ouch! Jonathan goes on the rampage to save his love for Brenda. He kills some scuzzy hoods using a chainsaw. He gets shot in the gut but carries on relentless. He doesn't smile during the whole film. He gets his girl in the end because he kills the big bad dude by impaling him on a pool cue. This film is a must for every exploitation buff. It has something for every genre fan, even the dude who has just been crushed under a moving car, returning in the nick of time to hatchet a baddie to death. Graydon Clark is a hero of mine. And I won't read the next review. Suffice to say that it is a review of a movie called The Kid with the Broken Halo, starring Robert Guillaume, TV's Benson, and Gary Coleman. That one, you're just going to have to read for yourself, because I'm not going to ruin it. Phillips and Tidy are really at their strongest when it comes to their reviews, and luckily for us, there are a lot of reviews in Mentally Penetrated. There are the movie reviews, there are zine reviews, there are book reviews, and just a wide cross-section of subject matter. Where they seem to run into trouble is when they try to make the thing weirder than it is. And I think you can see that with the opening editorial. It just... I mean, it was strange, but I, it didn't really seem to have a point. And it didn't really add to the rest of the fanzine. And that is a problem that comes up with other content that they have in here. It also doesn't help that the writing is not the best, and this is not really a problem when they're talking about movies or when they're reviewing a book, because they're really into the subject, and you can tell, and it's kind of infectious, and it's fun to read, because these are things that these people really enjoy, and they're talking about things that they really enjoy. 
it's when it veers off into, oh, look at us, we're going to be creative now territory, is when it seems to kind of fall apart. Which is too bad, but it is not so distracting that I would give the zine a bad review. Just considering that I had to stop myself from laughing a bunch of times while reading the Black Shampoo review just now, and that wasn't even the first time I've read it, should tell you that this is a pretty fun little fanzine. Aside from that, you'll find some movies that you haven't heard of, you'll find maybe a book that you haven't heard of that sounds interesting. And once again, this really is the best fanzine title that I have seen so far. So I would recommend looking at this one definitely. It's a damn shame I couldn't find more issues of it. I would really like to see the rest of them. Before I go, a couple of things. Um, I'm still looking for a co-host. Even if you would like to just try it one time, this doesn't have to be a permanent thing. We're just going to talk about a fanzine or a comic book or a, uh, a pulp magazine, whatever comes up. It's all stuff that I can find on the Internet Archives, so it's not going to be uh, anything you're going to have to spend money on. You can tweet me. Uh, my, my Twitter handle changed. I changed it to at stop reading that. Much simpler than the last one that is at stop reading that. The other thing, uh, I have a YouTube listener who recommended the book Xerox Ferox to me. And I had, I had heard of this book, but I had never really looked at it. So I went on Amazon and I downloaded the Kindle version. It was, uh, uh, like it was 20 bucks. The, uh, the other versions that I wanted a paperback, but they were like $70 for a used copy. And I said, nah, I don't really want to spend that kind of money, but I will uh, leave a, an Amazon link to that in case you want to check it out. I may do a review on that, but man, that thing is like 700 pages long. So it's going to take me a while to get through it. So, Mr. YouTube listener, you know who you are. I wanted to thank you for the recommendation. I will be back soon. I'm not sure when, probably tomorrow, but I, you know, lately that has just not been, uh, my predictions have not been entirely reliable when it comes to this stuff. But I will be back soon with more. You know me, I, don't, I never take more than two days off. So, anyway, I hope you all survive your Monday, and I will be talking to you very soon. All right? Goodbye.